So hello everybody, um, welcome to my podcast, The Clueless Doctor, and as always, this is Rose Sankoba Chakma. So in the last episode, I talked about the gastrointestinal system. I gave an overview of the gastrointestinal system, and and so in this episode, I'm going to start off with the with the, with the first thing that we should know about the GIT that is the saliva the very very useful functions of the saliva for for digesting you know helping helping to absorb the nutrients from the food okay so yeah also saliva has many other important functions so yeah so the mouth is the first point of contact with the food we we take in food in our mouth and then we chew it which is called mastication and to a certain extent the the action of chewing chewing the food mastication is 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 voluntary you know we we have to make the conscious effort of chewing the food but then again it's also a bit of a reflex you know like um whenever there's food in the mouth then there are some there are some spontaneous reflexes being being acted out by the nerves and the brain okay so whenever there's food in the mouth this there are these spontaneous reflexes to you know to, to move the mouth to move the teeth and chew it yeah now there are muscles of mastication okay i think a couple of muscles in the face in the they take part in mastication and they are they are also supplied by different nerves and i think um mostly by the trigeminal nerve yeah so what does saliva do yeah uh, or in fact uh, before going to that where where does the saliva present in our mouth come from so there are three main salivary glands so you know these glands are present around the face and the neck okay well around the face so <coughs> so there are the parotid glands and these are the you, you can say the the most important glands in in the context of salivation okay so they produce a serous fluid okay then um speaking of which saliva this kind, you know, it contains a lot of different stuff. It contains, you know, different ions, sodium, potassium, bicarbonate, and calcium. I don't know many other ions, but then it also contains, you know, things like, um, you know, um, enzymes and many other antibacterial products. So yeah, so the so the saliva is a mixture of serous that is the electrolyte portion of the of the saliva and and also mucin okay so saliva also contains <coughs> some amount of mucus through mucin so the the secretions the salivary secretions produced by the big parotid glands are mostly serous in nature and they, they don't contain much mucus okay so yeah and also the parotid glands um yeah so yeah so, so the basic structure of these glands 
parroting or submandibular or sublingual okay they you know at the at they can be broken down into kind of like um kind of like you know sac sac like structures uh, these are called you know asini so in the asini there are several cells which secret the which, which secret the pre preliminary saliva and then there are ducts which carry the secretion you know to the mouth okay the the ducts can be broken down into the initial <coughs> uh, small ducts okay the intercalated ducts the striated ducts and then these small ducts they they combine they join to form the the bigger ducts which which then release the secretion collectively into the mouth all right so so one so one thing about salivary uh, secretion and production is that in the in the initial part of the SNI, okay, the cells, the salivary epithelial cells, they they the the secretions which they produce contains a lot of you know contains a lot of electrolytes, and the composition of these electrolytes is basically the same as that of plasma. But then, as the secretion proceeds towards the ducts, then it it, it undergoes further modifications. So, in particular, <coughs> what happens is that, you know, sodium and sodium and chloride, they, they are actively reabsorbed from the secretions, you know, back into the back back into the cells and into the interstitial fluid. Okay, and and in return for sodium and chloride, more potassium and bicarbonate is released into the secretions. So by the time the secretions, the salivary secretions reach the mouth, they, they contain much less sodium and, and chloride and, and contain more of potassium and bicarbonate. So that's a very um, interesting thing about saliva, all right? Of course, you know, when, when there's too much of saliva being produced, like, like say, I don't know, due to some conditions, then, you know, this process of reabsorbing the sodium and chloride, this takes time, okay? So the, the more the saliva is produced, the lesser the time, the, you know, the saliva gets to spend through the ducts. So, so the saliva moves very fast, and so the reabsorption cannot happen that effectively. All right, yeah. So yeah, that's about the parotid gland and how it secrets um, saliva. In fact, this, this mechanism of, <coughs> you know, sodium and chloride reabsorption and potassium and bicarbonate secretion is is the same for all the glands okay for 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 all the other salivary glands so after this after the parotid glands then there are the submandibular glands the next important salivary glands and as the name suggests they are present area below the mandible okay so submandibular glands they they produce saliva which is kind of like a mixture between Ceras and mucin, okay, so they also produce some mucinous secretions, submandibular glands. And then there are the sublingual glands, okay, which are, I think, present below the, you know, chin, okay. So they, so, so their secretions are mainly mucus, all right. So yeah. Now, apart from these three main glands, there are also some other glands like um, Abner's glands and very other smaller glands which mostly produce mucus, yeah. 
So that's about the different glands which produce saliva and how the and, and the mechanisms how they you know how they produce a saliva rich in potassium and bicarbonate. Yeah. Now coming to the functions of saliva. So what does saliva do? Okay. <clears throat> now what I think I think uh, what the, the most um, important function of saliva is 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 to is to you know is to fend off many pathogens present in the food so the food you know as it as it is coming from the external environment might contain a lot of harmful pathogens bacteria viruses however fortunately um, the saliva of our body this contains many many substances which neutralize those harmful pathogens for example there is there are lysozymes so lysozymes these are you know very very strong digestive enzymes which break down the pathogens and they, they also work on viruses okay it, it is due to this reason that lysosomes are present in saliva and that hiv is not present in saliva so so even if a patient is hiv positive and has kind of a viral load okay in the blood but his or her saliva is not going to contain hiv virus you know the, the lysosomes they are very protective against viruses and then you know there are also other agents like there is a special ion present in saliva which is called thiocyanate and this ion also kills off a lot of the bacteria and there, there are also lactoferrins alpha defenses beta defenses and also by virtue of its you know rapid flowing action saliva washes off many of the pathogens in fact you know that's why in patients who have less saliva production, they are very much prone to developing dental caries, you know, infections in the teeth. So yeah, yeah. So that those those are some of the functions of those are some of the anti-pathogenic functions of saliva, and then saliva also, you know, also takes part in some pre preliminary digestion of the food like it contains amylase so amylase is an enzyme which breaks down starch starch is a starch is a kind of carbohydrate you know the most abundant carbohydrate we take in our food you know it's it's made up of glucose you know it is made up of various glucose units starch so so the ML, so salivary amylase it it, <coughs> it it breaks down some of the starch okay of course it's not totally effective at breaking down all of the starch but it does break down some quantity of it yeah and also to some extent that there's also fat fat degrading or fat um fat fat breakdown enzymes called lipase in the saliva but this get, but this salivary lipase is not very strong so essentially uh, the fat digestion takes place in in the much later parts of the gastrointestinal tract yeah yeah, so I think those are the functions of saliva. And oh, yeah, not to forget, saliva also helps us talk, okay? So when we talk, you know, we, we, we need to lubricate our mouth, okay? So saliva does that, all right? So that's why when we talk, we need more saliva, and we might feel a bit dehydrated for that purpose, yeah. So yeah, quite a, quite a lot of functions. Saliva has very important functions. Now, what, what are some diseases which can happen you know in relation to saliva so diseases regarding to saliva can be broadly grouped into, grouped into two categories diseases in which saliva production is increased 
you know, which is called salaria, and diseases in which salivary secretion is reduced, okay? Hyposecretion of saliva. So what are some conditions in which, you know, that there might be overproduction of saliva? So if, if, if we give any drugs, <coughs> okay, if, if we give any drugs um, like um, parasympathetic, you know, stimulators, like I suppose more, if we inhibit um, acetylcholine breakdown, okay, so yeah, I just forgot. Before, before going into, you know, the particular diseases, conditions of um, saliva, I think I should talk about what, what are the factors which stimulate salivary production, the biological factors, all right? So saliva production is very much under the control of various neural and also influences from the brain. For example, when we, for example, even before we take the food in our mouth, you know, we start to salivate more. So, so this, so this um, <coughs> st stimulation of saliva, salivary secretion happens through the brain, so through the eyes or the or the or, or our or our other senses like the nose, we we sense delicious food, and then these signals go to the brain. All right, especially I think the amygdala and the limbic system, and from there, you know, from the amygdala and the limbic system, signals go to the salivary nuclei in the medulla in the brain stem. And then more, more signals are produced towards the salivary glands, and so the salivary glands increase their salivary production. So that's the mechanism. How you know <coughs> when when we when we see something tasty, we salivate even bef even before we have put the food in our mouth. Yeah. And also, what what are the other factors? Which are the which are the more these are the more more important factors which stimulate salivary production so um, so parasympathetic stimulation is the most important you know factor so parasympathetics you know I haven't talked about them in this in this podcast yet maybe I should you know <coughs> maybe I should um, talk about them in a, in a, in a separate episode because you know I'll, I'll be talking a lot about parasympathetic sympathetic system so 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 in a, so, so in a nutshell you see, I mean, the parasympathetic and sympathetic system, they belong to the autonomic nervous system of the brain, of the nervous system, okay? So these, so these, um, so the autonomic nervous system, this, this takes care of the various, you know, as the name suggests, autonomic, the various involuntary, you know, functions of our body, like breathing and the function of the heart. So, yeah. And then the and then the <coughs> these autonomic functions they are grouped into two categories, parasympathetic and sympathetic. So to say, sympathetic is when it is <coughs> so so to say, sympathetic gets stimulated when we are stressed. Okay, you know the fight or flight response we talk about. So that's when the sympathetic system gets activated, and it's the opposite for parasympathetic system. So when when we we are relaxed. That's when parasympathetic system is activated. Okay, so yeah. So when it comes to the salivary glands or the GIT overall, it, it is the parasympathetic system which has more of a role, a more stimulatory role. So, so parasympathetic stimulation leads to increased salivary secretion. All right. And also, <coughs> there are other, you know, there are other factors like. Um, there's also a, there's also a substance called substance P. Substance P also you know 
all to stimulate salivary secretion and also sympathetic. So, so this is a bit interesting, okay, because for the rest of the GIT, like the stomach and the small intestine, the sympathetic and parasympathetic, they kind of work against each other. But when it comes to the, you know, salivary glands, the work is a bit synergistic. So sympathetic stimulation also leads to more, more production of saliva, although the type of saliva that is produced due to sympathetic stimulation is a bit different. It's, the saliva is much thicker, okay? But yeah, it does stimulate um, salivary secretion. So these, so these are the three you know, factors which stimulate salivary production, parasympathetics and um, substance P and sympathetics too, yeah. So now, oh, and, and also not to forget, you see, like salivary um, <clears throat> secretion is also influenced by other factors. Like, say, suppose when we when we eat something sour, okay, then more saliva is produced. And also when we place something like uh, like like a smooth, I don't know, like a like a smooth object in our mouth, like a pebble or something, then also we salivate more. Okay, so there are other factors too which stimulate salivary secretion. Yeah. Yeah. So now coming to the coming to coming to the salivary diseases, hypersecretion. So, uh, and now as you can you know, as you can as you can intuit, anything which stimulates the parasympathetic system is going to cause increased salivation. All right. So there are some drugs which kind of which kind of inhibit the breakdown of the of the parasympathetic. You know transmitters like like acetylcholine. So, so acetylcholine is produced from the parasympathetic nerves, and this stimulates salivary production. However, the acetylcholine does not stay, you know, you know, in its like original form for too long, you know, uh, in the in the body. So it is broken down by an enzyme called acetylcholine esterase. So so if we give any drugs which block this acetylcholinesterase that's going to cause you know <coughs> more saliva more salivation okay so yeah and also there are some drugs okay so there are various drugs like you like um antipsychotics i think so they also lead, lead to more salivary production i think yeah yeah and also any tumors you know if if there are any if the salivary glands themselves they are getting enlarged or over overactive then they can also cause you know hypersecretion salaria but um you know the the, the um <clears throat> when there's too much of saliva of course is a problem but it's, it's more of a problem when there is less saliva okay like i said you know saliva has this very anti-pathogenic function so if, if if for some reason saliva is reduced okay so that's going to great, greatly compromise the st the sterility of the mouth. Okay. So now, what are, what are the conditions which cause hyposecretion of saliva? Once again, there are some, you know there are various drugs. Okay. Um, I I think I'm a bit confused about the particular drugs, but there are various drugs which which can actually block salivary production and also diseases like like Parkinson's disease. And also, I think, um, like autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, systemic lupus erythematosus, they also affect salivary production. And also mumps. So, so mumps is a viral infection, okay? And this can also lead to reduced salivary secretion. Yeah. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, those are some of the you know uh, diseases which can affect um, saliv salivary production. Okay. Yeah. So I think in a nutshell, that's about. It's not a nutshell. It's 20 minutes I've been talking. So yeah. So I think I have talked about saliva to to quite a good extent. It's kind of detailed, probably. So that's good. Yeah. So yeah, that's about saliva. And um, so long story short, saliva is very important for our bodily function. And then <coughs> it is produced by mainly by three glands, the parotid, submandibular, and sublingual glands. And, and, and there is a particular mechanism how saliva is produced, okay? And the various functions of saliva, the antipathogenic digestive functions, and the diseases in which saliva, salivary production might be increased or decreased. Yeah, so that's what I talked about in this episode, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. So I hope you liked listening to this episode, and I hope you took something from it. Um, I think my, you know, my structure is kind of like, you know, is kind of like random, because I, I kind of, you know, miss out on some points sometimes. So yeah, you know, I am working on that. I am, I'm working on to be, <coughs> you know, you know, more organized. In the, in the way I talk, because this is all, you know, like ad-libbing, you know, I, I don't have a script, I'm just kind of talking out of, talking from my mind, so yeah, you know, yeah, that's how it is, so yeah, I'll try to improve my talking skills, all right, the way I explain things, you know, I, I like to explain things in very, very simple terms, so that even if you know, if you if you, if you, if, you, if, you, if you don't have a medical background, you can still understand what I talked about. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, that. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and I'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Take care.